Shotgun. Marino throws deep downfield. It is caught by Fryer. Touchdown! Touchdown Dolphins! With in-depth analysis on the Miami Dolphins. Courageous call! That's on fourth and five! Live from the DolphinsTalk.com studios. In my opinion, the greatest fans in the NFL... Miami Dolphin fans. DolphinsTalk.com daily. All right, Miami! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're walking from the ground. Keep your feet up and you hope he goes to die. Cosmo, you hope he doesn't fall to the top of you. Tough images here, Mark. You're given. Can't keep Drake. Takes a tackle. Gets inside the 30. Touchdown of the year by the Dolphins, both by Drake. He had a 66-yarder against Carolina. You just heard Kenyon Drake 42-yard touchdown run today against the Denver Broncos and the Dolphins' amazing victory uh, against the lowly Broncos. But 35 points put up, and it's and we're going to get into this throughout the entire podcast tonight uh, in regards of how they got there, and they got there in every facet of the game this is tom ernesty from dolphinstalk.com welcome to the podcast i have mike on the other line mike how you doing tonight i'm doing great tom how are you i am i am fantastic we can finally jump on a uh, our uh, our episode and actually talk about things that were positive things that went well after five weeks of struggling getting decimated uh, on on primetime uh, football as well as uh, just falling apart against the Buccaneers who lost again today. Uh, we come away with a victory. The mathematics still have us alive, but again, let's teeter on expectations here. We're likely probably going to miss the playoffs, but as we go through this, there are this is an opportunity for the Dolphins to at least get a chance to run the table, and it starts next week against the Patriots, and we'll get into that also on this show. But let's talk about today's football game against the Denver Broncos. Coming into this game, I had tempered expectations. I, I didn't feel, based on how the Dolphins have been playing over the last five weeks, that they were going to come out and, and play a very sound football game, but that's, that's really how it went. Uh, you know, the opening drive, they, they punted after 10 plays and 39 yards, uh, and they punted and pinned the Broncos down inside their 15-yard line. That is a common theme uh, that happened in this game today. Uh, so after after the punt, uh, Trevor Simeon, who uh, replaced Paxton Lynch, who replaced Brock Osweiler, who replaced Trevor Simeon, um, I don't know if I've seen anything worse than what they're going through in Denver. Uh, I thought we had it bad. Not the case. Uh, but from the Denver 47-yard line, Simeon uh, pass was intercepted after Emmanuel Sanders gifted a interception to T.J. McDonald uh, with his first big play for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, then they went three and out. So here we go, Mike. It's the same old song and dance. The Dolphins drive down the field. They punt the football, don't get any points. They get an interception. They get great field position. They go three and out again, uh, punting, the, punting the ball. And uh, the Broncos uh, taking over at their five-yard line. Now, this is where it gets interesting. As, uh, as second and ten occurs, there is offensive holding in the end zone. The Dolphins... Do not get the safety because there is a penalty for defensive holding 
from Cordrea Tankersley. On the very next play, no gain. So we're looking at third and 10 from the Denver five-yard line. And then it happened. Instead of getting the safety on the second and 10, the Dolphins get the safety on the third and 10. As the ball is snapped over his head, Ryan Tannehill can attest to this. It's not a good place to be in Miami when you're inside your five-yard line and your center dumps it over your head. So the Dolphins end up getting safety after Simeon pushes out of the end zone. Again, great field position for the Dolphins. And what do they do? They punt. Punt it again. Three plays, two yards, nothing happening. And the Broncos drove down the field and kick a field goal. Now is really where it gets interesting. Mike. We 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 talk about I've talked about it. You, uh, Kenyon Drake is not a big fan of you, as we know. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. This is this was a this was a very good drive uh, for for the Miami Dolphins. It started at their twenty five yard line after a touchback. Drake for six yards. He went no gain, and then third and four. Parker had his only catch of the day for a first down for five yards on a shovel pass from Jay Culler as he was scrambling. Uh, then it gets uh, interesting. Cutler threw the ball deep left to Kenny Stills, who slipped and fell. Now, before we move on with this drive, what are the chances the Dolphins are going to the uh, the modded turf next year? Well, I have actually asked about that and looked into it, and I guess for some reason, and I don't know all the particulars, they can't, because something to do with soccer that is played at the stadium and I guess the um, soccer games, for some unknown reason, which I don't know anything about soccer, I admit, um, What I guess whatever they signed with Hard Rock Stadium, it has to be played on grass. Or, uh, so I don't think they can, uh, but clearly something has to be done. I think the canopy over the field um, clearly is affecting how much sunlight or something is on the turf, and it's just causing a mess. Or it just might be another factor of the... Um, they get a lot of rain down there in South Florida, which is a mess, obviously, sometimes. Um, and it is a a place that is used a lot between September and the end of the year because there's a lot of games going on. Um, so I don't know what can be done. I don't think they can go to field turf, though, from what I've been told and from what I have asked around, just because it ties into something they um, have going on with soccer there. So I wouldn't expect that anytime soon well they better get that soccer stadium built somehow some way quicker exactly so then, that, then that ends uh but on that pass play to kenny stills he slipped and falls now he did this twice this year the first one against the jets where he was up in the air the ball was coming down he was laying on the ground and still found a way to caught the ball this one he slips falls forward bobbles the ball up into the air and still caught the football and now it was a great catch. It was a great play. Obviously, it was going to get reviewed. Von Miller has – that was probably the worst acting job I have ever seen. As the Dolphins are running up to run a play just in case the Broncos wanted a challenge, Von Miller is running up the field, and then all of a sudden he looked like he looked like Ronnie Dangerfield in Caddyshack pretending that he got hit in the arm with a golf ball and he was rubbing the, the – he was moving the wrong arm as it was hurt. <laughs> uh, he's laying on the ground. He was injured. He returned to the game, of course. Uh, but it didn't matter. He, Kenny Stills caught the ball. It was a great play. Drake ran for eight yards. That set up a deep pass to Jarvis Landry, which was a great throw by Jay Cutler. And then uh, finished off with a back shoulder throw to Julius Thomas for a touchdown. 
which put the game at nine to three. On the very next play, Simeon passed, intercepted. Xavier Howard saw the ball coming out, jumped the route, and took it thirty yards for a touchdown. The Dolphins scored two touchdowns in seven seconds, which is a franchise record in time of in-between touchdowns. It was seven seconds, and that was done today with Jay Cutler and Xavier Howard. Take that, Dan Marino, Bob Greasy, <laughs> Patrick Sertan, and all the greats that the Dolphins have had. Those two are now in the record books for having those touchdowns seven seconds apart. But uh, that made the game 16-3, to and it looks like from there it was going to be a complete blowout after a punt. Uh, Jay Cutler... The Jay Cutler we know and love, who had a very good start to his football game, came out and threw an interception to Chris Harris, uh, who who had it was a great interception. It was an absolutely great interception on the play. It was intended for Kenny Stills. He batted the ball with his offhand, put it away from Stills, and came down with the ball. Um, that led us into halftime. Dolphins were up sixteen to three at the half. What were your thoughts on the first half, Mike? I thought the first half went as well as you could expect for Miami. Um, look, the Broncos, they are what they are, and they might be one of the, aside from the Cleveland Browns, they might be the team with a worse offense than us at this moment in time. So that's why heading into this game, I did expect Miami to actually win, and they did. Um, the Broncos are a mess on offense, so not surprised that we were able to pretty much hold them to nothing in the first half. And on offense, Miami looked somewhat competent in the first half. They ran the ball okay. They protected Jay Cutler okay for the most part. And Jay Cutler, look, he is what he is. He's going to throw a couple interceptions each week. But in the first half of the game, he played well. He made some passes. He had a touchdown pass in the red zone. So he played well. Um, The first half went as well as you can expect as a Miami Dolphins fan at this point in time. Absolutely. And at halftime, Jason Taylor received his Hall of Fame ring at home, gave a quick speech. Halftime was delayed a little bit longer uh, than most of the other games, but for obviously great reasons with Jason Taylor receiving his uh, official Hall of Fame ring at uh, at the game today. Uh, so we go into the second half uh, after, uh, you know, some – Crazy uh, activity, which uh, actually led into the Dolphins kicking a field goal. They block a punt. Now, Terrence Fidde, he did this against the Vikings a couple of years ago. He has done, I believe he did it even last year, he blocked a punt. And set the Dolphins up in great field position, even though Fidde got an unnecessary roughness after the play ended. So the Dolphins get the ball at the 35-yard line of Denver. Uh, they tried a little trickery with Jakeem Grant. You know, you're up 19 to 19 to nine at that point because of you know Jay Cutler, you know, doing his thing, uh, <laughs> throwing an interception. Uh, but you know, ab- yes, after after the intercept, after uh, I'm sorry, at that point it was still 19 to three, but that led into uh, a pat- beauty of a pass thrown to Kenny Stills, who made a move, but. Bradley Roby stripped the ball at the 11-yard line of Denver as Miami's marching in for another touchdown, uh, which didn't hurt them until Jay Cutler did throw that pick six on a very poor throw 
to Devontae Parker, who was cutting across the middle. Now, when we watched that replay during the game, Kenyon Drake was running a wheel route against the outside linebacker of the Broncos. All he had to do was put it out five yards in front of Drake, and that it was an easy score. There was nobody on that side of the field. So that was a bad uh, decision by Jay Cutler. And as you said, Mike, you live and die by Jay Cutler for the things that he does well and the things that he does very poorly. Um, but after that, the Dolphins drove down the field, and at the top of the show, I played the Kenyon Drake touchdown. This drive was capped off by that 42-yard run. Now, getting into that play, that had nothing to do with the offensive line. None at all. Everything had everything to do with Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake had, uh, in this game today, he had seven forced missed tackles. Seven forced missed tackles, and that is getting bottled up, shutting off tacklers. The kid is powerful. He's showed it. And once he gets in the open space, there's nobody that's going to touch this kid. Absolutely, Absolutely. nobody. Now, it, um, he's a player that you like a lot more than me, which we all know. But um, yes. he played, I think today, he played his most complete game since he has taken over from Ajay. I thought he played well overall in all aspects of this game. Um, I still haven't changed my opinion that next year I don't want him as the number one running back. But today was his best overall game, where it wasn't just one long run, which he did have. He had the one long run. But overall, he moved the chains. He, as you said, made um, seven missed um, Horse missed seven tackles. tackles. Yeah. Um, so he played his best overall game of the year by far. It was promising. I still think overall he is a guy that um, is not a number one guy that you want to hand the ball to 22 times each week. Or so, uh, he's just not that guy, but he played very well today. And um, there's nothing I can say negative about that or about him and his, and the, his way, the, the, the way The way that they handed him the rock, I mean, this was really a tryout for, for Kenyon Drake today, in, in my opinion. This was definitely a tryout for him. He had 23 touches from running back today, getting the ball and running it. And then, of course, he was looked at quite a few times in the passing game as well. He made a few catches. Um, he, he's a very versatile running back, and to a point, I agree. Uh, I don't think he should be your your one A running back, but I think when you look at the body of work and the work he is putting in, and and how hard he plays, he's got to be your one B next year. Maybe behind a rookie running back, uh, maybe like a Saquon Barkley if he falls in Miami's lap. Um, you know there are some really good running backs coming out in this draft, but yep. And with Drake, too, something the... else. Him playing well today and having 23 rushes, that's great. His true test is going to be how he does next week if he gets the ball 23 more times, and how he does the week after that if he gets the ball 23 more times, and can he hold up. The one game here is great, and you can't knock him for it, but can he take the 23 carries week after week after week? Because I'm not sure if he's built that way, because he is a bit... Um, he's a bit injury prone and he's never had to do that or at least since he, um, got to Alabama and now in the NFL. So can he hold up week after week when you're getting the ball 23 times or so each week, that's going to be his test. Um, the one game here today, great. Not going to say anything about him bad, but that will be his true test and what he will show the organization heading into 2018 saying, Hey, yeah, if need be, I can 
do it week after week after week because that's what you need from a number one running back. And if it's a 1A or a 1B running back, and if it's a 60-40 split or a 70-whatever um, type of split you want to come up with, that's what he has to prove is that week after week he can take that type of punishment and be that guy should he be needed to. You you do have a point. At the same time, that's also on Gase. Gase, oh, yeah. Gase abandons the run way too quick. Today he stuck with the run. And, you know, the Dolphins ran the ball 34 times today between him and Sonoris Perry. We didn't get a chance to see Divian Smith uh, in this game, which is kind of disappointing in my opinion. Um, I, I, I liked him when he came out of college in Michigan. I thought he, I thought he's going to be a decent back. Uh, but obviously we, we we did not see him today. I don't know what the status is going to be with Damian Williams going forward, but I think Kenny Drake needs to get the bulk of the carries, uh, especially after his performance today. I think he deserves the opportunity to do so. Uh, I think he will with, next week because I think they said Williams is out at least one more week and maybe out at least two. And then obviously at that point, say he's out even one more week, you have to look at if it's even worth having him play at that point because if they're out of it, Miami – why rush him back for any reason? So I know I'm almost positive he's out next week for sure, though. Absolutely, um, that's that's a great point to uh, for Damian Williams. And you know I like Williams, but I like him you, too. You have to you have to you know play by the side of caution with him. He is going to be a free agent next year. Um, they, they and they they need to be cautious. So uh, back to the game. Uh, we have punt after punt after punt, of course. Uh, after the Dolphins scored a touchdown, uh, which was a 23-yard touchdown pass after an interception on the first play, Jay Cutler to, of course, Kenny Stills, uh, to make the game 33-9. to What? We're going to get into the, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but the Dolphins kicked an onside kick and recovered it. Um, didn't go anywhere on that drive, uh, and the game ended with, of course, a safety, uh, another safety, <laughs> uh, which was a, which was a great play by Chase Allen to strip the ball from McKenzie, who during the broadcast they said that he's had six fumbles this season yeah. alone. Six. I remember watching a game. I think it was against Kansas City on either a Thursday or Monday night. Where he had a really bad night. I mean, a really bad night. So I, so that, so when I heard it was six, I mean, that's higher than I have seen anybody ever have one. But how does he still have a job? I have no idea because that is a tremendous amount of mistakes for someone in that role. You cannot screw up that much in that role. You cannot, especially in that position inside the five yard line. First off, you fair catch it. And the game's over. So what are you doing? <laughs> let it go in the end. But hey. Their losses are a gain, right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so for for the stats in this football game, Jay Collar was 18 for 31 for 235 yards for two touchdowns as well as two interceptions. He was sacked twice. Uh, we talked about Kenyon Drake at uh, length at this point already, but he had 23 carries, 120 yards, a 5.2 tilt, uh, one touchdown, and 42 yards, of course, was the long the receiving, uh, Kenny Stills, 5 for 98 with a touchdown. Jarvis Landry, 5 for 62. Uh, granted, he only had six targets in this game. Stills was the most looked-for wide receiver uh, in this game. Uh, Fasano, 1 for 29. Drake, 3 for 21. 
Julius Thomas three for twenty in a touchdown. He, that was a very good play by uh, Julius Thomas. But what the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was the bucking Bronco celebration? I have no idea what he's doing. But uh, I mean, I think I a lot of these things this year. I don't mind that they change the rules so these guys can quote unquote have more fun. But I think a lot of it's just kind of dumb, honestly. And I think a lot of these guys look like a bunch of idiots out there. So, but I don't even pay attention to it anymore. But that one was kind of dumb. I think they're all kind of dumb. But whatever. If I had to listen to Mark Schlereth say one more time, he mounted the football and rode it like a bron- uh, uh, like a bucking bronco. It got a little weird, folks. Believe me. If you <laughs> didn't hear it, it got a little weird. Uh, and then Devontae Parker, uh, whopping one catch for five yards. Uh, defensively, the team played play great. Bobby McCain had three passes defended. Uh, he had a sack. He had two tackles for loss. He had a very good football game today. Um, he he has improved a lot over last year. Last year, I thought, um, I mean, I didn't think he played well at all for the most part of last year, and he was on the field a lot last year. But he has played very well this year. Um, a lot of people have been rough on Howard this year. Today, obviously, was his best game since he's been in the NFL. He has played, I thought, um, pretty good the past few weeks, and that continued with him. His um, his Arrow is continuing to point upwards. Tankersley, he uh, got hurt early in this game, and it looked like he might be out for the game, but he came back. He sucked it up. He toughed it out, unlike some other guys on our team who never do that. And um, he played okay today, too. I am very high on our secondary as we move forward for the rest of this year and into 2018. I think we got some young guys back there who um, have a lot of promise. They do. You know, I don't care who played quarterback for the Denver Denver Broncos. Demarius Thomas played with Tim Tebow, for Christ's sake, and had a (laughs) 1,000-yard season. All right? Demarius Thomas today, two catches for 27 yards. His long was a 20 on 10 targets. Most of that was with Xavier Howard shadowing him. Emmanuel Sanders, very good wide receiver, very good number two wide receiver in this league, paid handsomely as well. Two catches, 11 yards on seven targets, yep. mostly shadowed by Tank, uh, by Tankersley as well as Alter and Werner, who had a very good football game today. Werner well. stepped in today when he was called upon. He played well as well. Um, yeah, they uh, those guys back there are tough-minded players. Now, they're not great players right now. They still make their mistakes, which I can live with because Tankersley is just a rookie Howard missed so much time last year. I mean, he missed all of training camp. He missed so many games. Um, He is essentially, in my eyes, a rookie as well, Howard. So um, I like the way they're playing, and I think they're only going to get better. And what you see from them is when they make a mistake, they don't let it bother them, and they just keep their head down and keep grinding. Whether they get hurt a little bit, like Tankersley did today, he went to the sideline, got taped up, whatever he needed taped up, and he ran out there to get back on the field. Unlike someone like my other buddy, Devontae Parker, who, again, for the second week in a row, one catch, five yards. I think last week it was around the same, one for seven or one for five, I forget. Um, someone who doesn't have that passion, doesn't have that heart, someone who doesn't show that will to want to be on the field and make a play and contribute. Um, I know I talked this uh, – talk about him a lot on my show. I do Monday through Friday about Parker and how I don't want to see him back next year. 
But one thing I found very interesting today, um, Josh Gordon for the Browns, who hasn't played a game since 2014. That was the last game he played that matters. And he doesn't have anybody throwing him the ball either, okay? He's got worse than Matt Moore, Jay Cutler throwing him the ball. He played better today than Tevante Parker has played probably all year. And that guy, for the past three or four years, been high, stoned, drunk, and he was out there today playing like a man possessed. Well, we spent a high pick on Parker, and he continuously does nothing week after week after a week. It's just, it's really sad to watch him because he does have all the talent in the world. I just don't think he's meant to be in the NFL. It's it, it's really hard to say what they're going to do with Parker going forward, but, you know, we'll we'll get into that more as the season progresses and obviously the offseason we're going to be talking about a lot of the moves uh, that the yep. Dolphins could look into doing. Uh, and look out for an article I will have coming out this week for potential future moves regarding the salary cap for the Dolphins looking into 2018, what they can do, where they're going to go, and potentially get some money back. Uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, where do they go? Where do they go from here? You know, uh, you know, it was a great win today. They moved the record to 5-7. and seven. They got the Patriots next week. It's a big game. Monday Night Football, we know how we've played, other than the Raiders game, we know how we've played on primetime games this season as they're 0-3. This is a big one. This is at home. This is with the throwback unis. Maybe they're um, due for a win. This they're due a for biggie. a win. Maybe they're due. They're due. we got to see what they're doing. Uh, but hopefully they, have, hopefully they do a great job next week and get through the Patriots and find a way to win so they stay in the hunt. Uh, let's get into your player of the game, Mike. Who do you have? Uh, I would probably go with Xavier Howard just because the interception for the touchdown so early in the game really did set the tone. Um, and, and like you said, he did shut down Thomas Sanders, whoever he was on for the most part. He um, he locked them up today and shut them down. Uh, so I liked Howard today. But, you, I mean, if you went with, like, Drake or Stills or anybody else, I'd have no complaints because there, there's about three or four guys you could go with. But I would go with Xavier Howard. I, I'm going to go with Bobby McCain. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, three passes defended, a quarterback hit, which, was, of course, was a sack, two tackles for loss, and three solo tackles. He played a very good football game. It's great to see Bobby McCain doing well. And as you touched on, these young corners, Bobby McCain, Xavier Howard, Cordrea Tankersley, and we have Tony Lippett coming back next year too, folks. Uh, yeah. and This is a, a young group of guys. And just something else real quick, too. What Look, Miami came in today at 4-7, and seven, pretty much out of the playoffs, let's be honest. The one thing that I wanted to see was which one of these young guys on this team would step up, make a play, and sort of put themselves in the spot to be a larger impact player next year. And two guys who really, um, we sort of talked about them a little, was Fade. With William Hayes out for the year, we are going to see a lot of Fidei over the next four games, five, uh, four games. Um, and if he plays like he does today, he will absolutely find himself in a larger role next year. And also with Mike Pouncey, with him going down, Jake Brendel, I mean, that's a golden opportunity. I don't know if Pouncey's going to miss any games or how much time or anything like that yet, but if he even misses a week, I mean, if Jake can step up and play well, I mean, that's a much 
cheaper alternative than Mike Pouncey at this point. So those are the guys you want to watch these last few weeks of the year when Miami's really not playing for anything, so so to say. You want to watch the Fides. You want to watch the Drakes. You want to watch the Jake Brendels of the world and guys like Bobby McCain and such. Can they step up and can they show that Miami might not be in as rough a shape in certain areas as they head into the offseason? I'll even mention another name who played who played a, a very good game today, uh, who was invisible for the most part. Stefan Anthony was on the field quite a bit today, except for uh, the he, one dumb penalty. He he yeah. has looked pretty good when he has played this year. Yes, and that that was a very dumb penalty that he had. But he he has wheels. He looks fast. He is flying out there, and I can I can kind of get a glimpse of what the Dolphins saw in giving up a fifth round pick for him. Yep. Uh, is that he is very versatile. He's a big linebacker. He's fast. He's rangy. If he can, he's un- if he can get Simmons. it, he's going to yes. replace Lawrence Simmons. Let's just say I it. can see that. He will I can replace see Lawrence Simmons. I can that see that definitely happen. happening. So uh, it, it's a big, it, it's a big step in the right direction for these guys. I think obviously again you got Raquan McMillan coming back next year as well too. So. It's going to be a young group of guys on that in that defense, uh, the secondary and the linebackers. They are young, they are fast, and I think once Matt Burke gets the hang of, you know, understanding if you got young, tall, fast players on defense, you don't have to play zone; you can play man. Um, yep. That that's another story for another day. <laughs> but I think I, I think the the direction that they're trying to go is is good, and I think that they have good young players, the Vincent Taylors, the Devon Gotchows. Um, they they, they have, have played well. They, they have, have pieces, pieces on there. defense. I, now I they am just less worried about that side of the ball. I am less worried depth. about that side of the ball. All right, so. Let's let's t- let's get into the, a couple things from this game today, and, and I, we briefly mentioned it, but we want to go into greater length about this. So the Dolphins are pouring it on. They score a touchdown, and on the very next kickoff, they kick an onside kick on the <laughs> towards the Denver sideline, which was recovered by Alteron Werner. Uh, granted, they punted, but what were your thoughts, and what were you, what did you think that? Of of Adam Gase putting an onside kick on the field when they were up by four scores. Yeah. Um, well, let's just make one thing clear. First and foremost, and I like Adam Gase, but this call was Bush League. There's no way to spin it. With that said, I really don't care. <laughs> um, it was clearly Bush League. Now, I've been reading online that the main reason he did it, it wasn't so much to run it up on Vance Joseph. He has no beef with Vance Joseph from things I'm reading. It was more a middle finger to John Elway. Because when John Elway, um, he fired John Fox. He pretty much essentially fired Adam Gase at that time. And Adam Gase didn't like that. So it was less um, anything towards Vance Joseph and anything going on between those two. Because from what Everything I've read, clearly, there's nothing going on there. But this was a big middle finger to John Elway, <laughs> and it's like, screw you. I'm going to outside kick and run it up on you. And so, I mean, look, it is lack of class. It is a little bit immature, which I do talk about a lot on my show, which I'm sure all of you do listen every day, <laughs> um, that sometimes his age, I think, sometimes affects how he 
manages the team. But again, at the end of the day, this is kind of minor, small potatoes. I really don't care. But as fans of the Miami Dolphins, let's all be honest and admit, if this was the Patriots on us up, you know, 33-9 to or whatever it was, and they pulled an onside kick, we'd be marching in the streets screaming how Bill Belichick's the devil. <laughs> so um, yep. I understand if the if they're upset, the, um, you know, if Vance Joseph, John Elway, and any players on that side are, accept, are upset, I totally get it. I understand. But at the end of the day, I, I really don't care, and it's not that big a deal. But I do think it's kind of funny that Adam Gase will hold a grudge, and he did not forget. And, uh, John Elway, that was for you. Yes. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm fine with it. I, didn't, I had no issue with no, them no doing problem. it. Uh, I, even, even if the score is what it is, you're playing a football game. It's just like, it's just like in baseball, get the outs, stop the other team from hitting the ball, throw better pitches. Uh, same with basketball, play defense. If you don't want them to run it up on you and beat you by 45 points, stop them. You know, it's, yeah. this is the it, NFL. The same there football. is no running it up in the NFL. There's no running it no. up in the NFL. And the way the, the and the way the Dolphins have played this year. You need to put the throttle down and put up as many points as you can because you cannot rely on your defense to to win no. you a football game. So today was the Denver Broncos. Let's go into next week is is the New England Patriots. We have the Pats at home Monday Night Football. Kickoff will be at eight thirty on ESPN. Obviously, big games for big game for the Patriots. They win. They win the division. Uh, that is that is set in stone. Uh, the only team really is Buffalo that can hang in the division. They play the Patriots one more time. Um, that's I don't want the Patriots celebrating a division in Miami. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. But the 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 big thing after they slacked us last week in New England, um, one thing that kind of stands out to me, and, and this is going back, you know, 2013, is the Dolphins play the Patriots very well at home. Yes, last year in Week 17, they had nothing to play for. They came out flat um, and lost. They got thumped by the Patriots at home with Matt Moore, quarterback, not with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill was 3-0 in the last three times up until that game last year where he didn't play. Uh, against the Patriots at home, ended up um, winning three straight games against them, and two of them were comeback drives uh, late in the fourth quarter to win the game. So put aside last year, the Dolphins played the Patriots very well at home. The Dolphins will be wearing their throwback uniforms, uh, which they're due for a win because they they haven't really worn those uniforms yet this season. So um, they got them this week against the Patriots. I believe they play them, uh, they'll wear them again in the final game of the season against the Bills. The spread on this game has to probably open up damn near 17 points. Uh, it, with it might the, not be that high this time. It might be, I mean, it, look, it will be high. Um, it might be a few points less because the game is in Miami, and I know we're going to talk about this soon. I wouldn't expect Gronk to play in this game as well. So I think the line might be around 13-14-ish. Maybe not 17, but look, it's going to be a high point spread at the end of the day, no doubt about it. You brought up, you brought up really uh, my next topic. 
Gronkowski. I don't know if uh, most of you have seen the play. I'm sure you're going to hear about the play. Uh, Gronkowski was running down the field with Tredavious White, Buffalo Bills cornerback, rookie cornerback, uh, who played the ball very well. There was a lot of hand grabbing between both of them. White makes a great leaping interception uh, near the Buffalo Bills sideline, or sorry, the Patriots sideline. Uh, falls down, has the wind knocked out of him. He's laying on his side, so to speak, with his head pointed down. Gronk comes and throws a vicious forearm punch to the back of his neck and head, slammed his head on the ground. Tredavious White has a concussion. Gronk apologized after the game was over, but who gives a damn about an apology? That You can apologize was, all you want. That means nothing. It is the dirtiest play that I have witnessed in a long time in the NFL. You know, uh, Danny Trevathan for the Bears laid a lick on Devontae Adams. Yeah, this ain't uh, that. Early, it's not that. This is not a bang-bang football play. No. Um, this is because after the whistle, guy is down on the field. Clearly out of bounds, down. too. That's the thing. Clearly he was out clearly out of bounds, laying on the white. So even if you weren't sure he was down or not, he's laying out of bounds. The play's over. The play's clearly over. The guy has got half his body on the white. There's no, oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear a whistle, or I didn't know if he was touched down yet. He's laying out of bounds. It was so dirty and so cheap that if he does not get at least a three-game suspension, which, of course, he will appeal and probably get down to one or two, but whatever, if he doesn't get at least a three-game suspension handed down to him by the league, I would be stunned. It's it's awful, and, and you know, if the precedent is not set, because this is the this is the NFL. This is the you know we want to get rid of concussions. We want to get rid of the dirty hits, the dirty plays. You slap him on the wrist and not suspend him. What does that say to everybody else in this league? Might as well try. You got nothing to lose. One <laughs> one one player. All he's got to do is throw a dirty play, a dirty hit after the whistle's over, after the play is over throw something vicious, guy gets a concussion. If that guy gets a game suspension, you know immediately what his response is going to be? Well, Gronk did it. You didn't do anything about it. You yep. want to set You want to set the tone. You want to be a safe league. This is a very dangerous league. These guys go out there and just massacre their bodies every single day, every single week uh, for entertainment purposes for us fans. You have someone throwing a ridiculous shot to someone's head while he's laying on the ground catching his breath. It was almost it was a punch, re- too. It was absolutely uncalled for, and if the NFL does not do the right thing and suspend Greg, I don't give a damn if they're playing the Dolphins next week. If they were playing the Browns next week, for all I care, he still needs to be suspended. That is yep. the... It is disgusting. It is a vile act. Of dis- I mean, just I, I hate both teams, okay? Let's put it what it is. I hate both the Bills. I hate the Patriots. But at the end of the day, when you look at you it as an outsider, hurt. you don't want to see anybody get hurt, and you damn sure doesn't, don't want to see somebody get hurt on a non-football play. Correct. You don't want anybody to see anybody get hurt like that, especially everything we know now about head injuries, concussions. You don't want to see that. That's first and foremost. Second, it's just so cheap, so dirty, in a league that, look, we know uh, they're trying to have it cleaned up, 
And I don't care if Gronk's this fun-loving, oh, it's Gronk being Gronk. You know, throw it out the window. That was a cheap shot at the end of the day. Guy's laying out of bounds. You come in, essentially throw a punch at the guy's head. Cause that's, he lunged his whole body, if you haven't seen it, and his arm wheeled it back and sent him a punch or a forearm to the head, slammed it against the ground. It's a cheap play. I don't care who you're root for, what team you're a fan of. And let's be honest, if that was um, anybody else who put on that kind of hit to any member of the Patriots, um, you'd hear Robert Kraft yelling from the rooftops, Tom Brady be screaming from his locker and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, I've seen Sue do a lot of stuff. And he walks that line. He walks that line real close. Where does he cross the line sometimes? Does he doesn't? This went so far over the line and is um, as bad as anything Sue has ever done, whether with us in Miami or with the Lions. This is right up there. Okay, this is top of the list right here. So if he's playing Monday night, the NFL should be utterly embarrassed and ashamed of themselves, and it would be a joke. Speaking of Monday night, expect to hear that news come down tomorrow, what the league is going to do. This is going to go very quick, folks. Uh, I guess uh, based on what I've read, the league is already looking at the play very carefully, and they are going to be speaking with Rob Gronkowski tomorrow regarding about what happened. So uh, expect potentially during Monday Night Football or just before Monday Night Football to get some sort of announcement or an idea from Adam Schefter of what's going to happen with Rob Gronkowski. If it is not a suspension, Roger Goodell, uh, I, I will side with Jerry Jones. I think Goodell needs to go at that point. You suspend, you suspend Ezekiel Elliott for not being charged with anything. Granted, yes, he probably did some bad things, and he deserves some sort of suspension, but you suspended him for six games. You suspended Tom Brady for deflating footballs for four. This guy threw a punch to a guy's head while he was laying on the ground, and if you don't do anything about that, you're, you, the whole thing about you being judge, jury, and edu- uh, executioner is gone. When the collective bargaining agreement comes up, you will have no power at all for any sort of suspension. It's gone. And you've already made enough bad decisions. Do the right thing. Gronkowski deserves a suspension. I don't care if it's a game. If it's, if it's three, one game, that's fine. Games. But he has to get a game. At least one. He has to. He has, he has to. to. And, and if he steps on the field next week and he does that to a Dolphins defender, I want Ndamukong Sue to throw him into the 17th row. Uh, in the upper deck because yep. Sue would be the Sue will be that guy to retaliate and you know what he has done in the past <laughs> and and if you want to talk to Ryan Mallett he was lifted Mallett is six foot eight he was lifted with one hand in a chokehold by Ndamukong Sue so be cautious if you are uh, if you are going to go after any Miami Dolphin player because uh, Sue is a, is an absolute monster <laughs> um, so we have the big game next week against New England. We'll see how that goes. Now, going forward, we have three more games, of course, after the Monday night game. We take on the Bills twice, which will be against, looks like, Nate Peterman. Uh, Winnable at game, though. So, and the Chiefs, who have absolutely just fallen off the face of the earth, they were 5-1. and one. They are now 6-6. Six and six. And facing a three-way tie in that division with... The Chargers, who the Dolphins beat in Week Two, and the Oakland Raiders. 
who barely got by the Geno Smith New York Giants. Do you see any chance the Dolphins running the table? Let's let's put New England aside. Let's say they pull off the miraculous victory. Do you see the Dolphins running the table and go nine and seven? Um, if Nate Peterman's going to start twice for the Bills, and it looks like Taylor might be done for the year. Anytime they take you off the field in the cart, it's never pretty good. So let's say they face Nate Peterman twice. Those two games, Miami, I think, will win. At Kansas City, that look, that's still tough. That's still a tall order. Kansas City's not playing well, but look, it's not like Miami's a world beater here. Um, I don't think they'll run the table. Um, putting the Patriots aside, I think they could beat the Bills twice, though, if it's Nate Peterman. Do I think Miami could finish at 8-8? Eight and eight? I think now it's more possible as we sit today on December 3rd at 9-something at night. I think it's possible just because of Nate Peterman, and he is so bad. I mean, he makes Trevor Simeon look good. I mean, Nate Peterman's that bad. So I, I do think it's possible they could win those two. At Kansas City Christmas Eve, that's a tall order, I will admit. Um, they still have a lot of playmakers. Uh, not impossible, but just I would say very unlikely. We'll we'll see how it goes. Obviously, one game at a time. We'll see how they do against the Patriots. Um, at, at this point, Mike, what else do we need to uh, do? We need to talk about tonight. Uh, I think for now we're pretty good. We pretty much covered the Broncos game. Um, we talked about Gronk and the upcoming Patriots game. I will say this about the upcoming about the upcoming Patriots game on Monday. Do I think Miami will win? No. I don't think it will be a blowout, though. I think, first and foremost, the Patriots are brutal on defense. They are not a good team on defense. To me, they are one of the worst teams on that side of the ball in this league. They get by because, again, they play in the AFC East, who will never push them. So they get six um, wins off the top of the bat every year. They are not pushed. I do think Miami can move the ball against them a little bit, and – I mean, they moved the ball against them last week. They just really didn't execute when they got close, and it was always a mistake or something. So I do think Miami will move the ball against them if there's no Gronk, and I think Bennett is also out. Um, the Patriots' offense, look, it's good, but we got to Tom Brady again last week, and we put him on his ass a lot. So I think they can at least rattle Tom Brady, slow him down a little. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think the game will be closer than many will think. I don't think Miami wins, but I think it'll be closer than many will think. And and I and I will talk about this more this week on my DolphinsTalk.com show that I do every day. Um, so we'll get into that more. But I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't think Miami will be embarrassed in prime time again. And I think this game will be closer than many think. Just because the look, they're really good, the Patriots, but they're not the Patriots of years past. They're not on that level. Even today against the Bills. They won and they look good, but it's not like they dominated the Bills. And, that, and um, the, the other thing from that game was Tom Brady throwing a little bit of a hissy fit with Josh McDaniels on the sideline because they're just not clicking like they have in years past. But So um, this game will be closer than I think many will think. I hope so. <laughs> I can't go through another prime time <laughs> game. You can't take another debacle. blowout? I can't take another blowout. My, uh, my Ajita can't handle it. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up the podcast again. The Miami Dolphins defeating the Denver Broncos today, 35 to nine, uh, moving the record to five and seven. A uh, lot of football to play. A lot of things can happen. We're going to get into it a lot more here in DolphinsTalk.com. Uh, look for my article later this week regarding what the Dolphins are looking to do 
going forward in the 2018 offseason in regards to salary cap. So I'm going to break all that down for you and kind of give you an idea of where the team's probably going to end up going. Uh, in addition and to that, have, please. And we might have a few. Uh, we might have a couple interviews this week. I talked to Randy. Randy is alive, and he's ready to do some interviews. So I might line up. Uh, we might have one lined up for him, and we might have one lined up for you later in the week. So we might have a couple interviews on the site this week. I don't want to promise anything yet, but it looks like we might have a couple because Randy is alive and he's with us and he's back in business. So uh, he will be back, and I might <laughs> and he might have an interview this week. So excellent. Well, please check out DolphinsTalk.com every single day for all your Miami Dolphins news and opinions uh, regarding our favorite football team, the Miami Dolphins. My name is Tom Ernesty. You can follow me on Twitter at tearnessy13. You can, of of course, follow us on uh, uh, Dolphins Talk on Twitter at Dolphins Talk. Uh, Give us a follow. Give us a listen. Make sure you like it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us us some feedback. Anything you got would be fantastic. I appreciate you listening in. I am out. Thank you again. Fins up. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.